Welcome to Tales of Marketing Transformation, laying firm foundations for your marketing journey. Tune out all the black magic and imagine a time where marketing has transformed into something human. Where marketing is about building relationships with people you serve. Where marketing is about helping people. That time is now. This is Tales of Marketing Transformation. And here's your host, internationally recognized marketer, speaker, and podcaster, Dr. Jürgen Strauss. Hello, and thanks for joining me on this quest to make marketing human again. Today's another podcasting episode where we share tips and ideas on the subject of podcasting based on our extensive experience over seven years running our own podcasts, running podcasts for clients, and being guests on podcasts. Recently, I had the privilege of being a guest on Miha Matlievsky's LinkedIn live show called Coffee Conversations with Miha. And we talked about making podcasting human again. Now, there was so much valuable conversation in that little appearance that I thought I'd share excerpts of the conversation with you on today's episode. Head on over to talesofmarketingtransformation.com to get the show notes for this episode. And also, I'll share there a link to the original recording on YouTube of that conversation. The full conversation. This is Tales of Marketing Transformation. In the conversation with Miha, we talked about the mindset you need to succeed in podcasting. We also talk about connection with your host if you're the guest, connection with the guest if you're the podcast host, connection with the audience. We talk about knowing who your ideal audience is, who you can help with your message. And we talked about growing your podcast audience. Let's listen to parts of that conversation. A lot of clients have come to us and said, how do you do that? How do you keep the podcast going? How do you launch a podcast? Lots of questions around podcasting. So we tend to focus a lot on podcasting with those clients. And again, it's around because people feel about podcasting that it's the technical things that are in their way. They don't understand the technology. They don't understand how to set it up. From a technical point of view, they don't understand the equipment required. And that's actually the easy part. There's a lot more to it than that. It's There's a lot around the how to build that connection with your audience, how to identify who the right audience is, how to have the mindset of showing up to serve that audience and give them value each and every episode and how to basically overcome your internal demons that are saying, who are you to tell other people what might be interesting or to entertain people, to overcome those inner demons and say, I have a message to share and, in fact, I have a duty to share that message because I think it can be of value to some audience. That's amazing to hear how you say the inner demons. <laughs> I, I often talk about the inner demons, and, and so far, I've never heard anybody use that expression before. Any of my guests or any other coaches, consultants that I'm in touch with, nobody's talking about the inner demons. They might say, 
limiting beliefs or mm. fears or something like that. But yeah, it was so lovely to hear you say inner <laughs> demons. Is that an Australian thing? And maybe I picked it from there. Not, not really. It's the other term I sometimes use is the, is the voices in your head. So that you, you have an idea that often is a voice in your head. And then there's some other voices in your head saying, I oh, know that's a silly idea. Don't make a fool of yourself by going public with that idea. Yeah, like the little angel and the little devil <laughs> exactly, on, your, on yeah. your shoulder. Jürgen, um, then let's focus for this episode. I can always bring you back for another one and we can dive into other uh, things around marketing and visibility. But maybe for this one, we can focus on podcasting. And mm. so your focus, if I understand correctly, is more helping people or enabling people to create their own podcast. So you're not so much focused on the other side, which is to be a guest and, and how to approach other podcasts and increase visibility that way. It's more you creating your own medium, your own place where you can show up for your audience. It's a bit of both um, because a lot of people listen to podcasts and they think, That'd be cool. I'd, I'd like to do that myself. And I usually, if they haven't got any experience podcasting, I encourage them to actually be guests on podcasts first because that way the podcast host has all the work of setting up the, the podcast itself, setting up all the technology, the back end, doing the repetitive work of producing podcasts each and every week or however often they do it, and also of most of the promotional work afterwards. So I, I help people or, or encourage people to start by going on to other podcasts as guests. And then we go through essentially our process that then is in common if they get to the point of saying, wow, I really like this and this is a great way to get my message out. I'd like to do it myself. Then a lot of the work we do to help them be a really great guest on podcasts comes back and is essentially the same kind of work in terms of the mindset and the bringing value and showing up as their very best on each and every episode. All of that work we do in setting up their own podcast as well. So a lot of the homework has been done already. Okay. So Jürgen, for you personally, what do you prefer, being the guest or being the host? Oh, I'd enjoy both of them. I, I couldn't say that I prefer one or the other. Obviously, if you're the host, you have a lot more control. And so you run the show. Uh, but as a guest, you get to talk a lot more about the things that are on your mind. As a host, my general rule, if I'm working with somebody else on my show, is that uh, they have 80% of the stage. And so I do contribute some insights and stories, but a lot of the times my guests have expertise that lacking in. And so it's a learning experience for me. So all I'm doing is really asking questions, prompting the conversation in some directions that are interesting for me and I think would be interesting for my audience so that they can contribute their expertise. And then, of course, I have the privilege of learning and learning new things and sharing that with my audience. 
No, yeah, of course. That it, it's it's always nice to be to be a host. You can. It's more laid back. So when you're a guest, you have to talk, and and very often you talk about similar things. I'm guessing a lot of the guesting that you do lately is probably revolving around podcasts, and so it might become a little bit monotonous to talk about the same topic. And when you are the host, you get guests who are from all different wakes of life and entrepreneurship and so on and you can really immerse yourself and listen to them and learn a lot of new stuff of course along the journey and provide value to your audience yeah that's right and uh, it's always there's always some surprises when you host a guest because you never know where the conversation might lead. And if the guest says something that I find really fascinating but wasn't in my bullet list of of things to talk about, then I just throw away the bullet list and we go down that topic of conversation and dig deeper into that. So sometimes there's um, a lot of fun we have in following paths that may not be that planned at all. (laughs) Yeah, I know. I know how that is. Jürgen, so let's talk to our audience right now. And let's, I'm, I'm assuming that with podcasting growing so much, the whole industry of podcasting in Europe, podcasts are still a very new thing. So I think there's mm-hmm. plenty of opportunity for growth in Europe. And so I'm sure a lot of people who are in my audience might be thinking of starting a podcast or a LinkedIn Live or something on their own. You already mentioned one inner demon, which is the technology. And like you said, mm-hmm. it, it it's probably the easiest one to solve because you really just don't have to overthink it too much and start easy yeah. and then slowly build up that technology space around you that will support you. What are some more inner demons, emotional demons that you see in your clients that they're dealing with and maybe how do you help them so that we can help maybe somebody else who's on the verge of starting it but is still battling the inner demons? Yeah, that's a great question. There's a few that are quite common the first one is, and, and I still have this too, the first one is, what do I have to talk about that is of value to an audience, to my audience? And sometimes people think they have to, and I do this too, I think I have to bring something that will, one episode will just change the world for that person. And yet there's so many things each and every one of us knows where other people will say, wow, how did you do that? And it's, it's something we think is just a little thing. And how often does somebody say, wow, how did you do that? And you say, oh, that was nothing. It's, and there's so many that of those. Very European thing to say. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We are really bad at receiving compliments and just saying thank you. We always want to, no, that's nothing. That's all mm. thank. Yeah. Uh, sorry. Uh, yeah. yeah. 
And so, yeah, so we, we we trivialize things that other people find fascinating or interesting or so or or wow. And so a lot of the times there's so much content of that nature which adds value to somebody else's world. It may be a tool that you're using. It may be a little trick that you do to make things easier for yourself. It may be a mindset uh, thing which can help another person make a change to their business, to their world that adds enormous value. So that's the first demon. And I encourage people to just every time they have that little experience to write down those ideas. Every time they think of a story that makes them laugh or a story that inspires them, write that down. That is something that can add value to another person's world. And all they need to do then is build some an episode, a podcast episode, or some themes around that that they can talk about. I think that yeah. the second demon. The second big one I see is people feeling as I won't look good on camera or my voice sounds really bad, so I don't <laughs> want to get in front of the microphone and speak. It's like the fear of public speaking. It, it is. I don't know how you felt when you started doing interviews or like being interviewed but i remember a few years ago when i had my first podcast interview where i was the guest it, it felt quite similar to the first time i went on stage and mm. even though it was pre-recorded it wasn't live it, it, it almost felt like i'm on a stage in front of a live audience so the feeling was quite similar yeah. One of the things, there's a couple of things I do in this sort of conversation like we're having now, and I like to run my InnovaBuzz show as conversations with people. So I, I just focus on the other person, listening, giving them space, following up on points that interest me. And, and so it really, it is just a conversation. And yes, there's an audience there listening to that conversation. Um, but I really don't focus on the audience as such. When I do solo episodes where I am speaking directly to the audience, then my mindset and the recommendation I give my clients is focus on the audience. You're there to give them value and you have something that they want. You have knowledge that they don't have. So you've, first of all, you've got an obligation to share it with them. Secondly, they're hanging on your every word to receive that knowledge. And if you make a mistake, if your voice sounds raspy, if your makeup's not quite right, they're not worried about that. You're the only one worried about that. They're listening to your every word and saying, wow, this person has some fantastic knowledge that they're sharing with me and I'm learning. So if you focus on giving that value to your audience, um, then the other thoughts tend to get pushed into the background. The title is Marketing and Podcasting are a Relationship Game. And yeah. so far, we haven't talked that much about the relationship part. And it's actually really two relationships, one with your guests when you're doing interviews and the other one with your audience. So maybe we can start a little bit with the mm. guest relationship and then 
we can go into the audience and maybe figuring out what's that ideal target audience that you might want to, how do you find it? And we can explore that a little bit. Sure. Yeah, great point. And uh, certainly, I mean, my philosophy is make marketing human again. And I have this process that is focused very much on relationship. And I'm doing that in the podcasting space as well. Um, Today, I get probably, I think I answered about 20 emails yesterday that were all pitches to come on my show. And one of the things I've started doing is sending them (laughs) a templated email, which is something that I say, don't send templated emails. But this templated emails is, is very special because it has a personal video message from me. It has some articles in there how to actually do a really good pitch and what excites me personally about a pitch in a podcast. So I get pitches where people say, I'm Joe Smith. I've done all these wonderful things. I think I'd like to be on your podcast, which to me is all about Joe Smith. It's not about my audience. It's not about adding value to me and to my audience. And it's not reaching out to me in a way that starts off relationship first. Then I get pitches where people have said, hey, I've left a review for your podcast. I listened to your conversation with Miha and it was wonderful. I learned A, B and C and I think I could contribute to that conversation. Here's my background. I'd love to be on the podcast. So that's a completely different approach. It's it's starting a conversation, which is the beginning of a relationship. It's um, focused on adding value, how I can add value to that particular conversation that I referenced. And it's also giving something to start with, which is the review. So I always talk about the first step. The very first step actually is identifying who's who's your dream audience that you actually want to get in front that you can add value to. And the next step is once you've identified the dream audience and then podcasts that serve that audience, building that relationship with the podcaster. So reaching out to them and having a conversation. And the first conversation probably shouldn't even be, I'd like to be on your podcast. The first conversation could be commenting on a podcast episode in wherever that uh, podcast episode is published, whether it's on their blog post or on on the podcast, the app, the podcast listening app, or here like in a live show, commenting on the medium where the live show is posted. Jürgen, this is probably two years ago. I had a guy, Josh, I can't remember his surname right now, but he is also a fellow podcaster, and, and he's using podcast in a little bit different way to build businesses and help clients with that. And one thing that, was very memorable to me back then when he said it. He was talking about how do we pitch podcasters and how do we get on shows. And he said, nobody has ever thrown a compliment uh, into the trash. Start with a compliment, do something nice, leave a review start the relationship so it it goes along the lines Mm. with what you're saying and yeah i think this was really 
uh, well put. And hopefully people will learn from that yeah. when they pitch us next. And, and now, yeah. yeah, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, the important thing on that, that's great advice. The important thing is it has to be genuine. So I get ones where, and I don't understand why people do this because they don't need to. People have said, for example, I get, I'm a big fan of the Innova Buzz podcast. And that's all they say. And then they go on and talk about themselves. So I think well, that's easy to say, but if you probably never even listen to a show, then people will actually say, I left you a five-star review. One person even went to the extent of taking a screenshot of the review page with some comments on there. Now, the review was great and it was five stars, but they never actually hit the enter key because that review never showed up on our <laughs> um, review listing. And I thought, well, that they've gone to the trouble of taking that screenshot, so they had to write something. <laughs> Why not just hit enter? And so, you know, you have to be genuine about it. You have to give the feedback that this is what I actually believe. I listened to that conversation. I really liked it. Here's what I liked about it. And that has to be genuine. That's the first part. And people will sense if it's not genuine, just like I can tell a lot of the times when they're not genuine. And of course, that doesn't, that puts a barrier up straight away to the relationship. And so if that, if there's that barrier to the relationship, how's the conversation going to be with that person? Usually they don't make it to that part with my podcast. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of that. Yeah. I, I could share many experiences <laughs> that were very disingenuous, but yeah. Let's not get into that part. Mm -hmm. So th this was, I, I believe, a nice segue into the other part of the relationship. As a future podcasters, how can they figure out? I, I know it might sound like a stupid question because why are you creating something before you know who is it meant for? At least that's always been my product development. I always it was always client centric, an audience centric. So first, I would figure out who do I want to serve, and then how do I best serve them. Mm -hmm. And then a podcast might be the best way to reach that audience. But I know that many people don't go from that angle. So how how do you help your clients? How do they discover their ideal audiences, dream audiences? Yeah, yeah, that's a great question. And there's no, no such thing as a stupid question, except when it's not asked. <laughs> I, I go through this exercise that I call my lighthouse. And this is based on the metaphor of a lighthouse always sending that constant light out into, into the vast world to keep a constant message regardless of what the environment throws at them and the lighthouse i say there's four foundations to the lighthouse and the first foundation is the who am i and what do i have con to contribute so we go through this exercise of really getting a lot of self-awareness building that self-awareness in terms of what makes you unique what makes you special what are all the attributes or or qualities that you can bring to the table and the things that you can contribute then the next bit is why are you driven to get this message out into the world so we do a lot around why are you doing this and then we focus in on what is it 
what's the message what's the what's the purpose of getting that message out there and then how you're going to get the message out there so for me for example i've got a lot of things in my background through that 27 year corporate career i've i'm also a passionate cyclist i'm a, a keen photographer i'm a dad i'm a family man and so there's there's a lot of things that come into making up who I, I am and my unique perspective on the world. And why I'm doing this is because I really feel as though with all that experience that I've got a message to share with the world. And I also want to be an inspiration to other people who have their own unique experiences and messages to share with the world that they feel that it's okay to do this, even though I'm an introvert as well. There's how do you do that as an introvert the what is we make marketing human again and the how is by teaching people how to focus on the relationship and the customer journey and the podcasting journey rather than just transactional stuff so that's my lighthouse how i go through that and we do that exercise with our clients as the very first step that's if you really go in that usually it's a, a one or sometimes uh, more than one day exercise to do that and it's quite transformational in how people then see themselves sometimes they come out of it and they say well, podcast isn't actually the right way to do this to they they realize that there's another thing that they um, actually would like to do more or maybe better suited but it's a very powerful exercise and often i come away from those exercises feeling equally transformed when i've just facilitated the client doing that work yeah, I, I can relate to, to that part, how often we as coaches have the transformational value as well mm -hmm. as we are doing, as we are facilitating those things. How do we go about building? So now that we went through the exercise, well, we didn't, your client went through the exercise. Now, what are some of the first steps when you start building an audience the first one is to really understand who is that audience then so that's after you've done the lighthouse we work on who's the dream audience and we usually look at well what's the end purpose of the podcast usually people will have a business and so the podcast will be part of that business so we say well, what would you like people to do as a result of listening to the podcast and as it relates to the business? Most of the times the people that are in business and have a podcast related to that business, they will want people to connect with them in a business sense, whether it's downloading um, a piece of free content that continues that relationship and ultimately they might become a client if they're a good fit for one another. So we say, Okay, that so the dream audience is probably composed largely of dream clients. So we go through the exercise, who is the dream client, who else might be listening, and we look at the behaviours and the beliefs and values of those dream clients, the dream audience members, and that builds a really good picture of what, what their values and beliefs are, where they might be 
wanting some help where they are looking for more information and then matching that with what is your message, what's the information that underpins that message and can emphasise that for that particular audience. So there's a really good match then between the message and the content and the dream audience. And then we help people, okay, now let's find some podcasts that are actually in front of those audiences. Now, Jürgen, just one little question. Is podcasting, especially when you are the host, long-term game or a short-term game? Now, I, I don't have many experiences because I only have my own show and I can talk from there. But you help many people to start their mm. own show. So you probably know the metrics a little bit better. Now, for me, it was a very long game. that The whole mm. thing started very slowly with just a few viewers. And then now, in the last few months, we get quite a lot of thousands of minutes watched on the replay of almost every episode but it took me quite some time to to go from just a few minutes to a few thousand minutes yeah it definitely in my experience it's definitely a long game the my overbuzz podcast very much like yours in the early days very few listeners and sometimes it was a little frustrating because I thought it's just not growing. It's just plateaued at a very low number. And then at some point it started growing. And then all of a sudden it was like almost like a hockey stick. You mentioned a hockey stick earlier. It's all about consistency. First of all, it's all about quality, of course. A quality, are you contributing to that audience? Do they like what they hear? Is it adding value to them? but then consistently. So it's no good doing one or two episodes that add value and then the audience say, wow, I wait for the next episode next week. I can't wait. And then no, nothing turns up. Uh, a lot of podcasts get started. I, I was reading some numbers recently. I think there's about 1.8 or something million active podcasts at the moment, which is not a very big number in the context of the world population and, and the number of listeners that will be out there. Uh, but they're active. They're actually um, ongoing. So there's a huge opportunity right now to get your message out through podcasting because there's not a lot of competition. It's unlike blogging where there's, I don't know how many millions, hundreds of millions of bloggers out there that are active. But like blogging, it's the, the quality and the consistency of regular podcasts. And, and one of the things I had when I was starting off early on, occasionally I'd have a week where I hadn't got a guest lined up and I hadn't, I was living week to week in terms of guest interview and then publishing the podcast. And so a couple of times I skipped a week because I thought rather than just put something out for the sake of putting something out, I will skip the week and then Next week, I've got another guest, so I've got some quality content to put out on the podcast. And I would have people asking me, what's going on? What happened to the podcast? So once you establish a pattern, people are expecting that to continue. 
And really, it's the consistency of that quality that's so important that ultimately will lead to that audience growing if you're providing value to the right people. No, that I absolutely agree with you. Yeah, the consistency is always the key. I hope you enjoyed that conversation and got enormous value from it. As I said in the discussion with Miha, if you're just starting to explore podcasting as a way of getting your message in front of an audience that cares, connect with some experienced podcasters and be a guest on their show. You'll quickly learn both whether you like podcasting as a medium and how it works for you. If the experience is a fantastic one, then and only then invest in the time and in the energy in starting your own podcast. This is Tales of Marketing Transformation. Thanks for listening to this episode. Follow the show to be reminded of new episodes and leave a review because reviews help other people find this show and we want to share this with as many people as we can to help them. And of course, if you know of somebody this information could help, then please don't keep it to yourself. Share it with them because sharing is caring. Go to talesofmarketingtransformation.com to join our Marketing Transformation community and access our free gift there that my team and I put together for you. It's the Marketing Master Mini Class. It's designed to help you get the best out of your marketing because we want to give you everything you need to transform your marketing into a human-centered, relationship-focused growth engine. Also, if you have a podcast or you're thinking of starting a podcast and you need some help with that, reach out to me and we'll have a conversation to find out what we can do for you to help you get out there, get your message heard, build your sustainable visibility and that deep connection with your dream audience. I'm Jürgen Strauss from InnovaBiz. Until the next episode of Tales of Marketing Transformation, stay awesome. And let's make marketing human again. Thanks for coming on this journey with Tales of Marketing Transformation. Join us next week for another fabulous episode. For episode resources, visit www.talesofmarketingtransformation.com. Stay connected by subscribing at talesofmarketingtransformation.com forward slash subscribe.